Hello and welcome to the Snippets of Leadership podcast. Welcome everybody and listen up. Stop whatever you're doing because I'm really excited about today's guest because I have the honor of having the person probably spearheading the revolution of the system of working in organization and companies in Italy as my guest today. Alessandro Rimassa is, um, has been the founder of Talent Garden Innovation School, which has been one of the um, main origins of changes in mentality, in innovation, in ways of working throughout Italy. And after leading it for a few years, has now started a second step in towards this direction, which is the creation of Radical HR Club. Radical HR Club is a invitation-only platform focusing solely on HR managers and HR business partners, whose aim is to deliver trainings and development of skills and new ways of working uh, and using the gaining of those skills in order to leverage change in organizations from within. I'm very excited about talking to Alessandro today. And all I can say is welcome. Thank you for coming by and thank you for giving me your time. Thank you. Thank you, Eduardo, for the invitation. I'm really excited to be host in this podcast. <laughs> Thanks. Maybe you should also point out that Alessandro and I have just finished a live on LinkedIn where <laughs> we were speaking Italian and he was interviewing me. So there is a bit of a shift in here, but we're not going to let that get in the way. So let's start with this directly. Because, um, as I said, I gave you this wonderful intro and it means that you literally have your hands everywhere in the world of work. You know it at different levels and you know what's happening probably better than anyone else. So first question, right to the point, where is leadership going? What do leaders, and I'm talking about leaders both at sea level and at middle level, need to know uh, and do to facilitate change, but also to go in the flow of change and use, it, use these skills to gain an advantage? The point is that I think that leadership uh, uh, should go in the direction that is everywhere uh, within the companies. Uh, I mean, uh, if uh, we want to change, if we want to transform the companies and businesses, uh, we need uh, to have not just uh, leaders at the top of the company, but leaders uh, everywhere in the company. So the last uh, stagiaire should be a leader itself because we need people that are, uh, I mean, ready to drive the change and to make things happen. So the the point is that uh, uh, specifically in Italy, that is the country I'm focusing on at the moment, I think that uh, uh, many managers uh, are, going to transform themselves as leaders and are asking to the companies and to themselves too to find a new way to be leaders. But the point is that we don't need managers becoming leaders. I mean, we need managers becoming leaders, but we need all the people involved in the companies becoming leaders. I mean, when we speak of businesses, we, I mean, I mean the significance of business is the sum of people and products. And so we need that all the people uh, within a company are leaders of themselves, uh, leaders of other people, and uh, ready to drive the continuous change that we need now. So that's the point at the moment. And I think uh, uh, finally, 
also in Italy. Uh, that's, uh, uh, I mean, uh, a, a topic we are discussing every day. So uh, we are not, I mean, close to the solution to have many leaders, but we understood uh, which is the thing that we should do. That makes sense. And um, I love the fact that reading between the lines of what you said, you are already describing a very forward-looking company culture. I think uh, you're also very much involved in describing company culture and working in that sense, because you are already maybe touching on a point that is uh, fundamental, but delicate, which is the fact that everyone needs to be a leader in some sorts. You said the last stagiaire can be a leader of what? Well, I would say it depends on the situation, but that is also reflected on how flexible organizations need to become. If you look at the uh, use of guilds uh, in organizational structures, for example, that can be an idea. Um, do you see any obstacle? I, I don't want to say too much in terms of uh, obstacle put from C-level to middle managers, for example, but a obstacle in terms of eradicated mindset that someone has the idea of, being a manager still linked to what was happening 15 years ago. And how do you think that should be or could be overcome? I, I think that uh, I see many obstacles at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give, you, give to you this, this answer, but uh, the, the real thing is that uh, I see many obstacles. I see many obstacles uh, in the leadership uh, of the companies. I see many obstacles uh, in all the managers. Uh, and I see also obstacles in people. Uh, the point is that, uh, I mean, uh, people uh, in the companies generally don't think they can uh, be part of the change the company needs uh, because uh, they are just, I mean, uh, waiting for, expecting that the leaders uh, are giving <laughs> to them solutions or new things to do. But uh, if everyone should be a leader, who is the leader that should uh, uh, give to you the, the, the next task? Uh, the next uh, task probably is just yourself. And so uh, I see this kind of obstacle and uh, I see also uh, as an obstacle the idea that uh, uh, too many people don't think uh, they are part uh, of the transformation and of the winning, uh, as a winning solution of the companies. And so they are just waiting for. And uh, I'm, I'm just saying um, this thing also considering uh, managers, uh, maybe not the leadership team, maybe not just the, I mean, uh, the, the, the C-levels, uh, but uh, I see many managers uh, just waiting for the next thing that we must do. Please tell me What I have to do is something that I hear more or less every day. My answer is, please tell me what you will do, not what you should ask to someone else that is uh, uh, telling you. If uh, we want uh, to, to speak of smart working, uh, having the real uh, uh, sense and significance of what smart working should be, we must uh, work by objectives. If we must work by objectives, we need that every person, every, uh, everyone in the company uh, is ready to say, okay, I'm doing this, this is, uh, these are my KPIs, uh, these are my goals, and I'm able to get the results that you are expecting from me. I'm able uh, to have different results and so being part of discussion. 
And that's the, 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 the real uh, goal. Uh, we can't change companies if uh, we don't change mindset. And when I speak of mindset, I don't speak of the mindset of the CEO. I mean, the mindset of the CEO must be this kind of mindset if we want to have, uh, uh, I mean, uh, engagement and empowerment uh, in a company. But the mindset of the CEO is nothing because companies are some of people. I love one fact uh, that came through via both of your answer, because I've asked, uh, I've asked you something specifically with respect to the person of the leader. And quite rightfully, you enlarged the scope always towards the whole organization. And that is, is a good reflection on the fact on how everything needs to be intertwined in a network of people. So leeching on to that point, uh, let me look at another side of it. Basically, what's happening with HR, like human resources? Um, they are the ones that um, supposedly or in some way steer or have to do with the people within the organization. And as we're talking about leaders, how do you see their relationship evolving? What can HR do to contribute? And on the other side, how do leaders or should leaders respond in a way? I've been working uh, with HRs uh, for the last uh, 12 years and uh, I've helped many different HRs in different companies, uh, not just to transform the company, but to transform themselves, their role, uh, and then consequently transforming the company and the people. And that's my, I mean, personal uh, goal. Uh, and uh, it's probably also my personal purpose. Uh, I think that uh, companies can succeed if people are happy to live in a company, to stay in a company, to work uh, with that company and uh, if people are, I mean, ready to give something more to the company every day. So this is my definition of a people-centric company. If uh, we want to have a people-centric company, we need to have HR at the core of the transformation of the company. Otherwise, it's like impossible to have a people-centric company without uh, considering HR as a uh, a leader uh, uh, function as a driving function of the transformation. Uh, um, I think that uh, HRs generally have two kinds of, uh, of problems, so two kinds of possibilities. One is about the skills. Uh, all the HRs uh, need new skills. So it's, not, mm, it's not about, uh, I mean, doing in a different way the things that they were doing yesterday, but it's about doing new things. And the second point is not about skills, but it's about uh, mentality, it's about mindset. HRs must have the mindset to be at the core of the company, of the company, before that someone is saying to HRs, okay, you must be at the core, you must be at the center. They must be the people, they must be the function that put themselves at the core of the transformation of the company. So the, the, the points for me are these two and uh, it's the thing that I'm doing with the Radical HR Club now in Italy and I open the future in other countries. Uh, the, the point is that uh, we are helping HR so with new skills and with a new mindset. If... Uh, uh, we succeed in doing this. HRs will succeed 
in being a central function in their companies and consequently will succeed in helping leaders, in creating new leaders, in helping people and in being part of the transformation, the growth of the company. Uh, I mean, just to be crystal clear, I'm an entrepreneur, so I perfectly know that the, the, the final goal of a business is uh, to make profit. But I definitely think that you can make profit uh, through the people, through, uh, I mean, training the people, helping the people to do better things, to succeed, to make things happen. And so, consequently, HR is the central function of the transformation. Uh, I, I hope to succeed and I speak of a, a radical change because we don't need uh, nowadays uh, disruptive changes. Disruption, I mean, uh, it's a nice word, but uh, what's after the disruption? We never ask, uh, we never wonder uh, what's the answer to this question. So the point is uh, stop it having uh, incremental changes and start having uh, radical changes. It's not about disruption, it's about uh, to change uh, in a transformative and serious way the way uh, uh, of working of our companies. Really well said. And I, I particularly of all, all your points, I love the idea of how crystal clear your uh, th the link between your purpose, your why, and your actions is. Because it's um, what you said, it's being an entrepreneur, it's something profit driven and so on, but it's, it looks much more purpose driven from what you're telling me, which is great because it doesn't need mean that it's not, uh, it's antithetical to profit. It means that it's impact driven. It drives a change for the better. And it puts, especially in the end, uh, the person as the center of what is the product of the work that you do. So both the person that are in the company, um, sorry, in the person that are within Radical HR getting this training, but also the person that will then benefit in the companies and the person as a general philosophical being, being influenced and getting a better environment to work in. Um, I think this is extremely valuable work and I am looking forward to see how Radical HR takes off in Italy. I'm actually really excited as I have a small part in it as well, but um, I'm even more excited to see if this happens, how it could develop through different countries in different ways and what we can learn from it. I'm definitely looking forward to uh, keeping in touch on this and keeping a tab open on what's going to happen. Um, now, one last question. I know, and this is probably going to be cornering you in something very specific, but for the sake of time, uh, if you had someone pointing a virtual gun to your head and ask you, what are the key skills that leaders need to develop right now and not uh, because not to anticipate change but to keep up with what has already happened and to basically do their job what are the three or the three the radical uh, skills that are necessary Curiosity is the first mm -hmm. because it's, I mean, like uh, the, the, the basic of everything. 
Then uh, I would say creativity instead of innovation, uh, because I mean, uh, as a consequence of creativity, you can also innovate. But I mean, uh, I think it's definitely more important. And then uh, uh, I mean, empathy, uh, speaking uh, uh, specifically of uh, the ability of listening to the needs of the other people, because everyone is different and uh, we can't have uh, companies or way of managing people uh, the same for everyone, but we need differences because people must be at the core. And when people is at the core, it means that we are really listening the different needs, the different, I mean, personalities, characteristics, and so on. So curiosity, creativity, and empathy. And all of those three are solely 100% people skills, which is uh, something that I love to hear. I did not particularly fear that you would say something like uh, working with Microsoft Excel or anything similar, but I like <laughs> the fact that, well, uh, it's still a priority for uh, rather than empathy for a lot of companies I see, unfortunately. But I do like the idea of uh, these skills becoming predominant. And I like the fact that there is now a platform where HR can learn how to develop these skills and create a measurable impact in the organizations they work in. Um, just to clarify, Radical HR Club is launching or has launched in Italy and the um, inscriptions, inscription, well, um, you can, registrations are open until the 25th of May, if I'm correct. And after that, they will close in order to start developing the skills of the first group and look at quality more than quantity. So if you're in Italy, if you're interested in this, or if you even speak Italian, I can only recommend I've seen the list of experts and it's something quite impressive to look at. And uh, for the rest, we will see. I'm eager to see how it develops. And I feel comforted by the fact that uh, these changes are not just in theory anymore, but they're actually taking place. And there is a hope for leadership to change. And I hope that people that listen to this podcast have been inspired by your words and by what this by how real this change actually is. Alessandro, thank you very much for sharing your time with me and for uh, spend, giving a few words about what you do, your projects and your points of view. Um, looking forward to working with you in the future and uh, hearing feedback from listeners about whether there are any questions or anything else about it. Thank you very much thank for being here. And Thank you very um, much. Thank you very much, Eduardo. And for everyone else, talk to you next time. And if you're curious about Radical HR Club, just look it up online and uh, feel free to keep your eyes open for when it launches and when it launches internationally. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of the day and goodbye. Thank you for listening. My name is Eduardo Bindazane from EBZ Coaching. I'm a leadership and communication trainer and consultant. And if you have any questions about what you've heard in this episode, please reach out to me via LinkedIn, Facebook, or my website. I'll be answering the most interesting questions on the show. And if you know someone that will benefit from this type of content, please make sure you recommend this podcast to them. Thank you, and see you next time.